ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to Fantasy Sports today here on SportsGrid. Craig Nish along with Davis Maddock. Happy Monday to you. It is March Madness here, of course, on SportsGrid. It's great to be with you as we get ready for the NCAA tournament coming up this week. Some surprise seedings for sure. Keeping an eye on that as well. We got a fantasy baseball preview, of course. And Davis will take a look at the daily fantasy slate in the National Basketball Association. How was your weekend? Good to see you again. Great weekend. Uh, got to uh, got to attend uh, an XFL game. the The crowd it was the it was the largest crowd in the history of the XFL. Thirty nine thousand people. It was honestly a blast. Going going to live football is awesome. Uh, and and extremely excited for the beginning of the legal tampering period. And Craig, I I get the sense that uh, on Newswire today later in the afternoon on your show, I think we might be talking about Aaron Rodgers finally have agreeing to terms to leave the Green Bay Packers, which is pretty wild. Yeah, it certainly does seem like that's the way that it is trending based on everything that we're hearing, but naturally we don't have any uh, firm thing on that today. But we could get it today, and of course World Baseball Classic underway as well. Been a lot of fun to watch that. Uh, all right, Davis went to the uh, the XFL game in St. Louis. Big crowd there for sure. All right, let's get to our uh, top stories here on Fantasy Sports today as we get ready to fill out our brackets. And of course, you're on Sports Grid, make some bets as well. Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue. Those are the number one seeds going into what is expected to be a crazy NCAA tournament. Each one of these teams has pretty significant flaws, by the way. Kansas losing in their conference tournament. Purdue's been up and down. Dolphins make a big trade yesterday. They trade for Jalen Ramsey, and so now he joins the squad and some uh, interesting practices, I'm guessing, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ramsey there as well. How about Mexico last night? They beat the United States. In the World Baseball Classic, 11-5, to the U.S. has got to win pretty much out, I would think, in their next few games, or they're not going to make it to the semifinals. And Luka Doncic is out, and Kyrie Irving questionable tonight in a very shaky slate, to say the least, in the National Basketball Association. We're going to have to figure that out as well. But, Davis, you mentioned, uh, you know, in terms of some things happening in the NFL, I mean, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the Chicago Bears parting with the first overall pick in the draft over the weekend as well. And there's some reports that Carolina may be willing to flip that pick too. It's kind of craziness going on. I mean, it is absolute craziness. I, I don't hate the idea that Carolina would end uh, you know end up trading with the Houston Texans if the Texans are coming to the table saying, we want Bryce Young and we don't want CJ Stroud, we don't want Anthony Richardson, we don't want Will Levis. It, it sort of makes sense. If the Panthers are saying, they're agnostic. They're fine with any of those top three guys, but they know that Houston was really in on just one of them. 
Well, the Texans would not have been able to make the same trade with the Chicago Bears that the Panthers did because they don't have any good players. They they did not have any good veteran players to add to the trade. I mean, I, I guess maybe Brandon Cooks, but you'd have to imagine Brandon Cooks around the NFL is viewed as negative salary, uh, 29 years old, making even more than DJ Moore. Can't really imagine the Bears were, were aching to get Cooks onto their team, whereas DJ Moore, 25, team-friendly contract, under contract for three more years, has been really good in horrible situations. So the Bears get the veteran wide receiver they want to add. The Panthers set themselves up to take whatever quarterback they want. I, I think reports are that it's been C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback. We'll see. But even, even a small trade between the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers sets Carolina up to recoup a little bit of what they paid and still get a quarterback that theoretically they like. Yeah, for sure. And, and naturally, that's the whole thing is sort of figuring out whether or not this trade is going to happen or not. But, you know, naturally, we're still going to wait to see because anybody could be the number one overall pick. It's just a matter of who the teams like the most, who Carolina likes, who somebody else likes. You know, still remains to be seen uh, for sure, Davis, as we kind of move forward here. But as far as free agency is concerned in the NFL, we're about to open things up. What do you expect here next 48 hours? I mean, I expect some huge I there will be at least one move that no one is anticipating because again, we have so many quarterback slots open, Tampa Bay, Las Vegas, and and clearly, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a pretty big domino here as well. So I, I've heard this kind of bandied about that if Rodgers stays in place, it'll mean a kind of calm or calmer offseason. But I actually don't think that's true because how can the New York Jets go to Zach Wilson and be like, yeah, we wanted Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we, we, we were, you know, we called Lamar Jackson. We did X, Y, and Z. Uh, but actually, you know, it's fine. Like, why don't you just go ahead and be our starting quarterback this year? I don't, I don't really know if you can go in that direction. And I mean, the 49ers, maybe they don't want to go into the season with an injured Brock Purdy and just trade Lance. Uh, I mean, I think the Buccaneers are probably going to sign Baker Mayfield, but uh, there, there's a huge amount left to be done. I think we'll probably see, some wide receiver trades as well. That's probably the biggest thing that's going to happen uh, that, that would impact how we feel about our fantasy football teams in 2023. This, this wide receiver class, I mean, I've said it a hundred times on this show, but like Jacoby Myers is going to get a hundred million dollars. So DeAndre Hopkins, I think will probably be traded. There are the, like any wide receiver who is good, but is not on a contract he likes. I, I think you know, we could see Terry McLaurin get traded. He just signed that deal with Washington. So I think there's lots of moves to be made in free agency. So I feel, I feel that um, right now it, uh, it feels kind of calm, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. All right. Well, we'll take a quick time out here on fantasy sports today here on this Monday. Did you fill out your NCAA tournament bracket? Make sure you follow us on our social media channels. We're going to have a fun time during the uh, field of 68. Of course, the play-in games coming up here and then naturally some really good matchups in uh, on Thursday and Friday as well. We'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. We'll have a look at the daily fantasy slate in the National Basketball Association. Don't go away. We'll be right back here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Craig and Davis back here with you now. Naturally, the NCAA tournament is going to absorb us here coming up for the next couple of weeks, Davis. But that doesn't mean that we don't take a look at the NBA and the slate tonight. We've got some, hypothetically, of the bigger names playing in this. As Of course, the league doesn't want to you know, steal the thunder of, of the tournament Thursday and Friday. So you're going to get a lot of you know squeezed-in games here coming up earlier in the week. That being said, how does the slate look, at least on first blush for you tonight? Well, it uh, it is sort of interesting. I mean, we've got Giannis, we've got Tatum, but Luka Doncic suffered an injury last week. He has yet to return from that. Tyrese Halliburton for the Indiana Pacers, he's banged up. Giannis actually didn't play at all over the weekend. Now the team said he is listed as probable for tonight, but probable does not mean 100% good to go. Of course, John Morant remains away from the Memphis Grizzlies. Kevin Durant remains injured for the Phoenix Suns. Haven't heard an update on him. Over the weekend, uh, you know, it's uh, Miles Turner's out for the Pacers. Rudy Gobert finally looks like he, uh, Rudy and Cat might finally both be healthy for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But we're we're really getting to the business end of the season. So my opinion is that a lot of these guys who are listed as questionable, a lot of these guys who are not playing, it's not because they don't want to be out there. This is not a, a rest. This is not a, you know, whatever, I want to go to my brother's birthday party type absence it's like no these these guys have been playing a lot of basketball for the last five months and their their bodies are are sort of giving out on them which i think you know the mvp race it's like every time i get on twitter someone's arguing about Embiid versus Jokic. i think that might end up being a determining factor you know who played more minutes who played more games between Embiid, Jokic, and and Giannis I, is still sort of in the race but missing this last week has not helped his case either yeah, that's for sure. And that's part of it is figuring out who's going to, you know, obviously play tonight, but not having Luca. big, big story tonight, of course, for that. All right. So let's take a look at the slate here. And obviously with Kyrie Irving uh, questionable tonight, going to have to make a key decision here, Davis, as we move forward with Kyrie's priced at 10,500. Steph Curry, some big shots over the weekend for him, no doubt. 10,400 tonight. Devin Booker is at 10-1. Trey Young at 9,400. Anthony Edwards, 9,200. Jalen Brown is at nine. And then you can go a tick down and take Drew Holiday tonight as well. All right. So, uh, you know, Kyrie being questionable, the big question, I guess, going into this part of it. So how do you work through it? Well, I mean, yeah. So I think Kyrie, the the projections like him a good bit with uh, with Luka Doncic out, especially against the John Morantless Grizzlies. But he himself is banged up as well. He didn't play on Saturday due to a foot issue. Now, the games before that Luka did not play Kyrie was, uh, as you would expect, you know, just absolutely getting shots up. So I think if he ends up going, you're probably feeling pretty good about him. Our big value spot is going to be looking in the backcourt 
for the Detroit Pistons because Alec Burks and Jaden Ivey are both not playing, which means Killian Hayes, the former, uh, I believe he was the number three overall pick, is going to start. He started on Saturday against the Pacers. He played 37 minutes, scored 49 DraftKings points. Pretty impressive stuff by him there. So I think we're probably going to be more going on the value side for for Garkson. I mean, Kays, uh, Hayes looks good. Andrew Nemhard is starting a point guard for the Indiana Pacers with Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin out. Same deal for Chris Duarte. He's starting at shooting guard. Desmond Bain has kind of been trying to keep the Memphis Grizzlies afloat in the games that uh, in the games that Morant has not been playing. And I think Bain is sort of um, he's one of those names where he hasn't made an All Star game yet, hasn't won any big major awards yet, but but people around the NBA sort of view him as like a kind of a Clay Thompson type. I mean, he's above 40% three-point shooting on the year on, on really reasonable volume. He's a big part of why they've been so good this season. Uh, and then uh, Tyler Hierro against Utah as Miami. I mean, Miami is really grinding. Every, every no no player on the Miami Heat uh, can shoot except for Tyler Hero. You know, Jimmy Butler's having an awful, one of the worst three-point seasons of his yeah. career. It's, it's, it's really Hero. Like, if he were to miss any time, or if they were, to, you know, because there were there was talk this offseason about maybe trading him, in in part of a larger deal maybe for Kevin Durant. I mean, I, he he's really he's really been phenomenal this season after being so poor last year. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, Giannis being the question tonight, let's take a look at the forward pricing over again on DraftKings for those of you getting ready to set your lineups. We got Giannis tonight. He is at eleven thousand nine hundred, so highest priced player tonight over on DK. Jason Tatum is 10,900, followed by Larry Markinen, 9,900. You can also use Anthony Edwards and Jalen Brown. They both qualify here. And then Jimmy Butler is priced tonight at 8,900 over on DraftKings. So, uh, Davis, uh, keeping an eye on Giannis and who else tonight as well? Yeah, I mean, so so that's probably the biggest thing that we have to figure out tonight is Giannis playing. Because in terms of, like, really expensive guys, we I just mentioned a bunch of value guys who are available, and there are more here at forward. I mean, we're probably going to want to be playing Giannis against the Kings. We're going to want to probably be playing Tatum, maybe Curry against the Suns. Like, there just are not very many guys who project for above 50 fantasy points. And there are loads of value options here as well. Isaiah Livers for the Detroit Pistons played 36 minutes. The other night, he's really the only healthy power forward they have. Uh, the uh, Eugene Omori, uh, an, an undrafted free agent, starting at small forward for the Detroit Pistons. I mean, this is—it's sort of funny, Craig. We're we're getting into silly season pretty early for four teams: the San Antonio Spurs, the Houston Rockets, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Detroit Pistons. All they care about those four organizations. The only thing that matters for the rest of the season for them don't win any games, please let us have a chance to get Victor Wembenyana. So we're going to have lots of value options available there. Jason Tatum is the guy, I mean, we know he's playing tonight, and Tatum is the highest projected guy who doesn't have a questionable tag, so he looks pretty strong. Kyle Anderson, starting at power forward for the Minnesota Timberwolves, has been on a good little run with D'Angelo Russell out. He's sort of been, it's really, I guess he's been their their point forward, handling a lot of the, uh, handling, you know, basically bringing the ball up. And then a value option, we got Maxi Kleba finally returned from injury for Dallas and doing everything. I mean, he's, he's really their only good rim protector. So anytime he's playing well or his knee is not bothering him, he's probably going to get about 30 minutes and he's $3,500 against Memphis tonight.
All right, and you can obviously use Giannis at center, provided he goes. 11900 tonight is his price if you want to pay it, followed by DeMontis Sabonis, who is at just under 10000 9900 Jaron Jackson Jr., 8500 Bam Adebayo, the Heat, 8100 Rudy Gobert, his price pretty much been there all year, 7900 And, uh, boy, DeAndre Ayton down to 7500 tonight. Okay, take a shot with him if you want, Davis. All right, who do we got at the big man tonight? Yeah, I mean, sort of like always, a lot of our best fantasy options are our center-eligible players. Sabonis looks like a really good spend-up option tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, the Kings, they just keep churning along. At this point, the Kings are probably going to be the two-seed. They're probably going to pass the Memphis Grizzlies, who were already on a bad run before John Morant got suspended, before uh, Steven Adams got injured, and before Brandon Clark got injured, and now they are on even worse of a run and uh, so that's that's pretty interesting there. We, again, more value options here. Isaiah Jackson starting at center for the uh, for the Indiana Pacers with Miles Turner out. He's always a pretty good fantasy points per minute guy when he's in there. Onyekon Kongwu has been playing more minutes off the bench in this uh, new Quinn Snyder Atlanta Hawks rotation. Seems like he's a little bit less enthused with Clint Capella and John Collins than the old coaching staff was. Jalen Duran. James Wiseman, Marvin Bagley Jr., all there at center as well for the Detroit Pistons with literally everyone on the roster injured. All right. And if, by the way, you, you know, looking for other data or information, you could just go to dailyroto.com, get yourself a, a subscription, which is free for the NBA. And Davis and his team will help optimize the lineup for you, get you set for all of the remaining games in the regular season in the NBA. And of course, we have the playoffs coming up very soon as well. So make sure you get signed up and get help if you want to play daily fantasy tonight all right coming up next here on the show it's an easy team to discuss because you know there's going to be a lot of stars a lot of high draft picks it's the new york yankees davis and i have our first look at what the bronx bombers are going to look like here from a fantasy perspective lots of changes by the way for them with the pitching staff will there be a rookie to make the team and start at shortstop for the yankees this season we'll dive into that next so stay on the grid with us we'll be right back after this sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com have you ever brought your magic to walt disney world like hey we came to play did you tip your tiara to a creole princess or get goofy officially when we come through it's true magic because we came to play at walt disney world resort Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
All right, before we get to our preview of the New York Yankees, real quick, Davis, one uh, quick NFL trade. And again, this is going to be going on probably during our show, so we'll just update you. Uh, not really affecting from a fantasy perspective, I don't think, because John U. Smith, more of an afterthought, but a couple of years ago was very effective. Uh, but John U. Smith now heads to the Atlanta Falcons from the New England Patriots. Boy, New England gave those two tight ends, uh, John U. Smith and Hunter Henry, both a lot of money, guaranteed money at tight end. Um, but that plan didn't work out so well, did it? Yeah, four years, $50 million for Johnny Smith. Scored one touchdown in his two seasons while being paid $26.7 million in those two seasons. I would say the fantasy ramifications here are not really on the Patriots side. They probably draft tight end, maybe Sam Laporta out of Iowa, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. We know Belichick likes to use those two tight ends. But, uh, of course, Kyle Pitts from the University of Florida, been one of the most disappointing players in the NFL the last two seasons after being drafted that high. Um, I, I think you could pretty reasonably say them trading to pay a tight end $11 million this season. It, it, it's probably not that good for what the organization thinks about Kyle Pitts, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, more NFL talk coming up in just a few minutes here. And if anything happens with Aaron Rodgers, of course, we got it for you right here on FST. But for now, let's talk New York Yankees, Davis. And the Yankees have had some key injuries to their pitching staff. We'll get to them in uh, in just a minute and kind of see which direction they end up heading but in terms of offense it's another season of the yankees probably looking like a very boom or bust offense which is what they were all of last year they either won a lot of games hit home runs or they just lost a lot of games didn't score let's take a look at their lineup keeping in mind that there's one player that we're not going to list here for you that if he makes the team and if he starts a shortstop may be the most underrated player here on the board but let's get to the players that we do know of Labor Torres is in the top 125 again. He checks in at 113. Of course, Aaron Judge going for 60 home runs again. He's a top five pick in fan, uh, fantasy. Anthony Rizzo has been hampered with a bad back, so uh, he's been out of action a little bit. He's 150 in terms of ADP. Giancarlo Stanton is 136. Now, obviously, Oswaldo Cabrera is an interesting name. If he ends up starting, his ADP is 356. Josh Donaldson is not being taken. Neither is Aaron Hicks. And Harrison Bader is out too, so Hicks is going to have to play at least in the first month of the season. Jose Trevino is a fair catcher to have, not going to hurt you a ton, 283. And then Oswald Peraza, another name to keep an eye on at 350. But Davis, the name is Anthony Volpe, right? Like this guy is just destroying spring training. Uh, if you get a rookie of the year now, you get a extra uh, high draft pick in the draft. I, I think Volpe may make the team. And I think he may end up being a very strong rookie of the year candidate, but naturally you're paying the price for him too right now in fantasy as well. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that is uh, that like, that's just the name of the game. We play these, these rookies, these exciting guys, they always end up getting pushed. I mean, look how many times have we done this? Uh, we got Jordan Walker. We got Volpe this year. I've done it with Kelmick in the past. Uh, Bobby Wood Jr. Great example of a guy where it actually like really worked out last season. He was I mean, he did done nothing in the major leagues and ended up being a huge win at ADP. The year before, though, Bobby Witt, 12th round pick, doesn't play, just did not play in 2021. So you end up wasting that selection. Uh, I think a couple of the really interesting guys in this rotation, uh, in, in this line, the first one to me is Stanton, because if you do just get the miracle healthy season for him. I mean, he is heading into his age 33 season, but I mean, 510 plate appearances in 2021, 35 home runs, 280 batting average, really good runs in RBIs numbers. Like you're just hoping to run in to that magical season for Stanton. Honestly, why, why can Stanton not have the miracle season 
that Aaron Judge had last year where Judge stays healthy. He hits all those home runs. Now, Judge has, I think, always been a little bit better than Stan, and obviously he's younger, so the health thing is a little bit different, but really good division, really good ballpark. I, I think that that's a pretty fair average draft position for him. I, honestly, I don't really have an issue with any of the ADPs here. I, I probably would take a couple stabs on, again, Josh Donaldson, just hoping that uh, he randomly finds the fountain of youth. I mean, he did hit 15 home runs last season, but the batting average completely went in the tank. So much of so much of what's going on here is health. But probably the more interesting thing about the Yankees is which one of the bench guys is going to end up playing a lot. Obviously, we talked about Harrison Bader, who's banged up. I think they would have preferred uh, for him to be like, I don't know, guy plays five, six days a week. But we have DJ LeMahieu on the bench for them, who's like a really good batting average guy, probably a little bit more power than you'd anticipate from a middle infielder as well. And then, I mean, Kiner Falefa had to play so much last year because of injuries and because he plays multiple positions. But he's one of those guys that could add a good amount of steals if, for example, if Donaldson, you know, if it's uh, if it's May 3rd and Josh Donaldson is already banged up, like Kiner Falefa is just going to be playing all the time. So he's he's pretty interesting to me. Yeah, uh, Volpe is the guy right now that is the talk of, of spring training for sure. Uh, kind of for Leif has kind of, you know, worked himself sort of out of favor there. So I'm not really sure how that will figure in. But you're right with Donaldson. It's just sort of like a stagnant player there that if he doesn't do well, they're going to have to shift some stuff around. Let's also not forget rookie Jason Dominguez also having a big spring. Probably not going to make the team out of spring training, but a, a very big name in the fantasy community, especially in dynasty leagues as well. So the future bright for sure for the Yankees on the hitting side. Now the pitching side has definitely taken some hits with Carlos Rodon being out for, I mean, he says he could pitch Davis. I don't know. I mean, that's what he says. He could pitch if the season started tomorrow, but we'll see. So you don't see his name there and he's dropped in terms of ADP significantly. Garrett Cole is a second round pick in fantasy and Jose Severino is, is closing in on a top or excuse me, Luis Severino in a top 100 pick Domingo Herman, not all that exciting. Clark Schmidt, I don't know, not all that exciting as well. And then Nestor Cortez is being taken based off his numbers last year. He had an injury, of course, in spring training too, but Davis, the thought process is that he'll be ready to go at the start of the season. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, look, I mean, I think the Yankees are going to hit no matter what, Davis. I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to be a factor at all. The question is, are they going to pitch their way through the season? And they just gave Rodon this huge contract to now sort of wonder where he's going to be at. Honestly, I think if you're someone who's been drafting Carlos Rodon before their injury or drafting him now at his newly settled ADP, I actually think you would probably prefer him to take a little bit, ready to, you know, not not to come back immediately as soon as he's maybe 85, 90% ready to go. Cause that is, I mean, we see this every, it's, I, there's never been a year I've followed professional baseball where we haven't seen a guy get injured in the preseason, in spring training, come back a week too early make it through three starts, twinge his whatever again, and then, oh, out for the year, Tommy John. Oh, he uh, you know, he was straining too much, and he tore his hamstring, and he's not going to come back until September. And, and the Yankees absolutely need Radon to be available as much as possible because, I mean, look at the bottom of their rotation. Like, Domingo Herman, not an above-average major league pitcher. Clark Schmidt, like, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, it's like, this is not a guy 
we're we're so used to the Yankees just having five guys. You're like, oh my god, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to hit against this guy. Now the bottom end of their rotation is kind of whatever. Nestor Cortez, we'll see what his health situation is. He's dealing with a hamstring injury right now, and his he's actually probably a guy to take some stabs on at this ADP right now, mm-hmm. sitting there at 120 because when he's available, he's going to be a good source of wins. Um, and, and he, he doesn't walk anyone. So he's a big help with your ratios. Like he probably, uh, he projects actually for the second lowest whip on the team, very close to Garrett Cole, Cole, sort of an interesting guy because we've seen his numbers vacillate all over the place. He's kind of a, so Cole is sort of the classic, like he'll give you six incredible starts in a row. He's just mowing everyone down and then home game. Monday afternoon against the Boston Red Sox, Garrett Cole gave up three home runs in the first inning. He's out by the third inning, and your ratios are completely destroyed for the week. Not not saying you shouldn't be taking Garrett Cole, not saying that's any reason, but just you just are aware you're gonna have some you're gonna have some bad weeks with Garrett Cole in your rotation. That just uh, it is what it is. Yeah, and uh, in terms of saves, Davis, it's very interesting. I think this year more than ever, the Yankees have always had if you think about it, some frontline closer through the years, whether it's been Mariano Rivera or Roldis Chapman or Zach Britton or someone else. But, I mean, after the year that Clay Holmes had last year, the Yankees are running it back with him as closer. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's a committee-type thing. Uh, Holmes in these drafts, you're not really getting any discount at all because he saved 20 games for them last year. Uh, Chapman was completely ineffective. He's now with your Royals. So that's at least one of the names out of the Yankees' bullpen that's being taken relatively high. Yeah, and that feels that feels a bit rich to me, mostly because Holmes is not one of these elite skill guys. I mean, he was very good last season, but for example, the season before, he walked a ton of guys. Uh, something we like to see with relievers is that, like, the the thing that makes a, a reliever elite for fantasy baseball and honestly for keeping their job is the ability to just generate strikeouts because if you're striking someone out you're just reducing the variance the ball is not going into play less likely you give up runs less likely you blow i mean it's just it's very self-explanatory and holmes is basically to me looking at his profile looks like the most bang average about one strikeout per inning type closer like he's he's fine and paying all the way up for him because he is the yankees closer when they have some other guys in their bullpen who have closing experience who are above average relievers. You know, Tommy Canley has had really good seasons before, and he's injured right now. He's got a biceps injury, so we'll see. But it doesn't doesn't feel like a spot where I'm I'm looking at the Yankees' closing situation and be like, oh, yeah, 100%. Clay Holmes, is uh, uh, he's going to save every single opportunity they have. Yeah, it could be other opportunities for other players as well. Mike King had a really good year for them. Uh, you know, coming off injuries, another big name out of that bullpen that could end up helping this season. So we will see. All right. Uh, that's our preview of the Yankees. And the season's coming up here, folks, just a couple of weeks away from opening day right here on Sports Grid. All right. Coming up next, it's time for some fantasy or reality. We'll talk about the NCAA tournament, a little March Madness. So stay with us here on The Grid. As Davis and I will be right back after these short messages right here on FST. Don't go away. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. We talked last week a ton about the Players' Championship. Davis definitely proved to have its pitfalls for a lot of guys this weekend for sure, but not for Scotty Scheffler. He ends up winning the Players' Championship and in a pretty, in a pretty big way too. Pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, so like the, uh, the, the stat that's going around now is that uh, the, this season in events where both Scheffler and Rom have both teed it up, they have accounted for 70% of the available wins of those events. And the worst finish, if you combine, so kind of a convoluted way to explain this, but if you count them as one golfer, their worst best finish, weird way to say it, fourth place. So no event this year where both Scheffler and Rom have both been there has featured them not being in the top five of that event. And, um, you know, it's like uh, my, my pet thing on the show is that Rory's A game is the best game in golf. I still think that's true, but obviously he accesses it way less often because even Rory Rom did have to withdraw this weekend because he had right. uh, illness is what they said. I mean, I, I don't know. He might've just been sick. Might've just not wanted to play. I guess, although I guess unlikely you'd withdraw from the player's championship if you just didn't want to play because of how much money is involved. Uh, I, I think Scheffler got $6 million for first place. So a uh, pretty, pretty good effort there. But yeah, I mean, these two guys, Right now, any given event, when they tee it up, they are far and away the best on the PGA Tour. And it is, it's so impressive because, I mean, how many guys, how many truly great players are on the PGA Tour right now? Like probably like at least 10, maybe more of guys who just have, who are the, it's, it's, the PGA Tour is in such a good spot. And uh, I don't know, I really wish the live stuff wasn't going on because (laughs) golf is so good right now. Yeah. I mean, it feels like live has been, you know, headed to the background now here. And so the guys got paid. Who knows what the future holds? TV ratings are pretty low. PGA Tour ratings are pretty high. Got the Masters coming up too. That's the next big one. So we'll follow it for sure. But some great golf going on this weekend. Uh, Not great picks for me, by the way, this weekend. Yuck. All right, time for some fantasy or reality. All right, Davis, it's that time of the year. Take a look at the brackets. Ben and the guys did a great job yesterday hosting our selection show in case you missed it. Fantastic job by them. But every year there's going to be complaining. Did they get the number one seeds right? Did they get the number two seeds right? Which is the toughest bracket? Who's got to do the most work to get to the final four? Let's dive in a little bit deeper. Deeper. I have, 
you know, one specific thought on, on one team that I want to get to here, but I'll let you go first. Fantasy or reality, the selection committee got the NCAA tournament field correct. And by the way, with these number one seeds, like what are they supposed to do, Davis? I don't know. Like none of them have looked that strong this year. Everybody's got their flaws too. So a lot of complaining happening, that's for sure. Okay, these are these are the uh, the number one complaints. Now, again, need to make it clear, am I a genius about college basketball? Absolutely not. Can I do anything other than interpret publicly available data in the same way that I would interpret golf, you know, golf data, NBA data? No, it's, it's all it's all database. I'm not, uh, you know, I've not been scouting, uh, you know, Rutgers men's basketball. But these are these are the main complaints I've heard. The first one being that Rutgers did not get in. And Nevada got into the first, or the, yeah, the first four. So the games that started on Tuesday. That was the that was the number one complaint I saw in my timeline. And then obviously from my more local uh, people, uh, obviously you know born and raised in Kansas, people were complaining that Kansas didn't get to be in the Midwest group, which basically means that uh, it's it's just it's annoying for people to travel there. And and generally speaking, they try to keep schools as close as possible to where they are actually geographically located. Obviously you can't do that for all 68 teams and make that all work out. It's just, it's just really not, it's just really not feasible. And then um, I also saw, and I'm wondering your perspective on this, saw, saw people complaining just in general that Houston got a one seed. Now they are, I believe the number one team in Ken Palm, but basically most uh, college basketball experts think like, they didn't play anybody. They play in a joke of a conference. They they really haven't been tested and are not a deserving one seed. But uh, those those feel like pretty minor complaints. So I'm going to give the selection committee a reality. I'm going to say they did get it right. Yeah, I'm going to say fantasy. There's no way that this is right. I'm trying to check here on my phone, which are some of my favorites and, and not. But I got to do this. You know, normally I don't, you know, I represent Florida. I live in South Florida and University of Miami got in the tournament. You don't see a lot of people complaining about them. They take on Drake. A lot of people think Drake has a chance to win that game, depending on how you feel about that. But Davis, let me tell you something here, man. Florida Atlantic basketball. This is the best season by far, historically, of their career. It is not close, okay? They're never in the tournament. They're never on the radar. They play in a very small school at Boca Raton in Boca Raton, Florida. This team was amazing all season long. Now, I understand the quality of competition, Dave, is not going to be against some others. I get it. But the Owls were 31-3 and this season. They, they beat everybody that stood in their way, including the conference tournament. And I'm not saying they had to be a one seed or two or three or four or five. But a nine seed? Oh, my gosh. They got to play Memphis in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Memphis should be mad, too. I, I, I don't get that seeding at all. We've seen a very distinct change in seeding in the past where the smaller schools who have had great years, Davis, they do move up to sixes and sevens and sometimes even fives as well. But for whatever reason, no respect whatsoever for uh, Florida Atlantic University. I got to mention that they did not get that one right. At least give them a chance to win one game in the NCAA tournament. First, I think it's the first time they've ever been in the tournament, if I'm not mistaken. So I got fantasy. They got that one wrong. I got to represent for my, my people in Boca Raton for sure. Speaking of which, what a disaster for North Carolina this season. My gosh, what has happened with them? Hubert Davis and company announced that after the selection show, no surprise, that they are opting out of the NIT tournament to focus on the future, I guess. 
I mean, this is one of the most storied, if not the most storied college in, in all of college basketball, Davis, North Carolina and Duke, right? Like number one, number two, UCLA, Kansas, you know that. Uh, fantasy reality, Davis, the Tar Heels opting out of the NIT is embarrassing. I'm embarrassing for who? I mean, embarrassing for North Carolina, embarrassing for the NIT. Like, I, I would say it's not, it's not more embarrassing than just the product that University of North Carolina has put on the court this season. Like, they were the preseason number one. Now, obviously, that is, like, so much of that polling is going to be it, – it's it's not super legitimate, the preseason stuff. It's Like, the, the Blue Blood programs are always going to get a huge edge in there because you're just going to give the benefit of the doubt to those institutions, right? Can't, like I, I remember seasons where Kansas was the preseason number one and, and you know, looked pretty shoddy or, you know, lost in the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament or whatever. Like, that stuff just happens. But what I, I think it is not necessarily, like, the best example, the best um, – it's not the best tradition to basically be like, yeah, we sucked this year, so we're just going to opt out of playing. Like, we're, we're too good – for the NIT. And I'm sure there are lots of schools who make the NIT and it's like a, uh, you know, it's a cool experience for them. I'm sure a lot of the kids that play in the NIT remember it forever. And you, you don't love, I mean, in general, I don't love these big major institutions looking down on this thing that lots of people cherish. And I mean, it's a lot of work to put on these tournaments. Like, I don't know, just it, it, it yeah, it's embarrassing. It's, it's lame to just be like, nah, we're, we're too good for that. We're not going. So I got, I got reality. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to say this is reality as well. It's embarrassing on a lot of different levels. The first is, is that North Carolina can't do enough to even get close to getting into the NCAA tournament. Because, Davis, let's be real here. If push comes to shove, the worst case is the, is the selection committee, Davis. You know what they do, man. They're like, all right, North Carolina, not good enough. Let's put them in, in the, in the, uh, you know, the play-in. The NBA does this too, right? They put those, you know, Lakers will get in the play-in. Let's put them in the in the first four uh, and to see if they get in. That'll get a lot of people watching on TV for sure. They didn't even get into that. So, yeah, that's embarrassing. Now, as far as not participating in the NIT, I guess I would ask this question. Is it that unusual for these colleges that have this sort of prestige to back out of bowl games? Not really. It happens. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm going to say that it's not embarrassing for them to back out of the NIT. But it is embarrassing that they didn't get in the NCAA tournament because they don't even have to really do that much. They have to just win like 19 games, 20 games, 21 games. And then there's a lot of controversy that some team didn't get in when they were supposed to. So I'm going to say fantasy that they didn't get in, but not fantasy that they're not playing in the NIT. To be honest with you, nothing to prove for sure. All right. Uh, finally, let's get to the most popular night on television for movie and film which is, of course, the Oscar Awards. Now, the Academy Awards, Davis, is never going to ever come close in popularity to what we saw last year, right? Like, like nothing we ever watch ever again in the Academy Awards is ever going to ta- uh, top Will Smith smacking Chris Rock in the face. Nothing will. So that being said, they were just looking for anything to get attention to this this time. And again, you have a bunch of films that probably a lot of people never saw. Fantasy or, or reality, Davis, here you go. You watched the Oscars last night. And by the way, five minutes will qualify for this. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Uh, I, I went to the XFL game. I came home and, uh, I watched Skyfall for probably the 17th time. I, and you know what? I am fine with my decision, Craig. I am a boomer now. I, uh, I did not see any of the movies nominated 
for any of these Academy Awards. I'm sure they're great. Seems like a big thing going on on social media today was people very happy about uh, the um, the reunion between Harrison Ford and the uh, the actor from the second Indiana Jones. I'm not going to mispronounce his name. And Brandon Frazier winning um, Best Actor, which seemed really cool. I, I did see his speech this morning uh, clipped onto Twitter, which seemed cool. But, uh, you know, I just I have come to accept that it's at, uh, at this stage in my life. I am not adding a ton of new media, right? It's it's mostly stuff I know, mostly stuff I'm familiar with. I mean, th- my attitude is why the cinematic universe is why there's, you know, 19 Star Wars shows, a billion Marvel movies. It's why they want to make a Lord of the Rings cinematic universe. I get it. Right. I get that I'm I get that I'm part of the problem. Uh, am I willing to change that about myself? Not at this not at this point in time. Uh, so I got I got fantasy. I did not watch the Oscars. Yeah, I have fantasy as well. Watched a couple of clips and that's about it. So the dynamic is, is that in the past I have watched some of this, especially if I have seen some of the movies. But because I had not, I got to tell you, Davis, I mean, maybe you're not watching it and maybe it's just nerd baseball for me. It could, it, it very well could be. I'm not going to sit here and sick you. I mean, you went to XFL football for bleep's sake. So I'm not going to sick you on the World Baseball Classic. I'm not going to do that. It's like you telling me you got to watch soccer. I, I understand. But from my perspective, the World Baseball Classic has been really good. I've been watching all of the games on television. I'm looking forward. I'm definitely going this week. I haven't been able to because of, you know, the whole virus thing. Um, but I would tell you it has been fantastic. The United States lost to Mexico yesterday. So I was fully all in on that. And then the Last of Us finale, too. I wanted to make sure I caught that before we did the show today. So I did not watch it. I got Big Fat Fantasy. And uh, maybe next year. We will see. But I, I highly, I highly doubt it. All right. Well, anyway, on that note, we got to take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. Folks, we are getting ready for the NCAA tournament. you got to stick with the grid all weekend long, all week long. Our coverage Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, as soon as the games begin at noon Eastern, we are live here on Sports Grid Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So make sure you are tuned in. Did you do a bracket yet, Davis? Are you going to do a bracket? You fill one out yet? I will do a bracket. I've not done one yet, but I definitely will. All right. I, I will uh, take FAU to win it all. We'll be right back here to wrap up Fantasy Sports today next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports. Today, as we get ready to wrap it up, we have a reminder, early line coming up today, noon Eastern, and then I'll be back with you here today, 2 o'clock Eastern, for our next edition of Newswire. Here's Davis to wrap it up with today's Sports Grid 60. All right, very important message, both for myself and for other people. Um, actually, this, this is, uh, this, this is going to tie into what we were just talking about in fantasy reality. College basketball is not as good as the NBA. We all just universally acknowledge it. The players are not as good. They're not as big. They're not as fast. They can't really make any shots. Uh, you don't need to spend the next three weeks of your life telling everyone, like, oh, my God, college basketball. It's so slow. Who cares? Like, this one – it's going to be an amazing moment for uh, probably the best moment in the lives of a lot of these like young kids who are playing in this tournament. But more importantly, know what, like don't be the Scrooge on social media. Don't be the guy talking about how poor the quality of the product is. Like I, and this is more a reminder for me than anyone else. It's March madness. It's one of the absolute best events in sporting really in the world, best events in the world. So don't be, don't be the guy complaining about it. Yeah, well, I won't be. I'll be watching uh, all the madness this week to go along with some spring training baseball and, as I mentioned, the World Baseball Classic. So, as of right now, the United States probably cannot afford to lose another game in the World Baseball Classic without being knocked out. I don't know what the equivalent of this would be. The U.S. losing to Mexico and then losing to somebody else in their pool and then not even qualifying for the quarterfinals. Um I mean, they, you know, Dominican Republic was a slight favorite here, but this would be one of the, this would probably be the biggest upset in the history of the World Baseball Classic for them to just not get that far. But the pitching staff for Team U.S. doesn't really stack up with some of the others, or at least it's on par with some of the others. Going to be a story to watch, I think, here over the next few days. That'll do it for our show. Thanks again to our wonderful producers, our friends at LTN. For my co-host, Davis Matic, I'm Craig Mish. I hope you enjoy. The rest of your day here on Sports Grid. I'll be back with you at 2 o'clock Eastern for Newswire. Until then. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.